Hey lovely peeps, Kara and welcome back to the Whole Hearted Living Podcast. I'm your host Kami and I'm super excited that you decided to tune in today. I promise you that you'll have ample of takeaways from this podcast to become the most authentic and the wholehearted version of you. Hey guys, welcome to the Whole Hearted Living Podcast. This is the third episode and it is all about the slow fashion movement. My friend Eli and I are talking about what is slow fashion, what is ethical fashion, how is ethical fashion different from slow fashion, what is slow fashion movement. We also give you seven super easy practical ways to incorporate slow fashion into your daily lifestyle even if you can't afford to buy the ethically produced garments at the very end of this episode we run down through five fast fashion things slash trends that we don't follow anymore so if you like this episode please give us some ratings and we do hope that you seriously enjoy this episode hey guys so i've got my friend eli back here at the house with me and we are recording the third podcast episode Hello. Eli, thank you so much for coming back and doing this podcast episode with me. Thanks for inviting me, Kemi. Oh, I'm so grateful. Like, I was beyond stoked when you said yes <laughs> to um, talk about slow fashion in this one, because I can't think of anyone else who is more of an expert on slow fashion. Oh, great. Well, hopefully through my lens, I'll be able to impart some information to your listeners and... Um yeah, yeah. Let's get going. So you do have a lot of background around fashion designing. Ooh, I don't know if I'd say a lot, but I certainly do have a background in yeah. design. Yeah. Do you want me to? Yes, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be, I think, really good for our audience to kind of like get that perspective. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So in a previous life, I used to study design amongst a couple of other disciplines. But after I started, stopped studying. Yeah. I ended up working in the fashion industry for a couple of years. Yeah. So interned for a full uh, a couple of New Zealand fashion companies, and then ended up working for a local fashion company. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I was based in the workroom mainly, um, dealing with production issues. Yep. And sampling, as well as finishing leather goods, as well as marketing. Oh, cool. So how long were you in that industry, like? So I worked with the fashion designer for about three years. Obviously, I did study for three years before that. Yeah. And then in total, probably interned for about half a year in a yep. couple of a uh, yep. couple of organizations. So, yep. um, leather goods, yep. uh, fashion journalism. Yeah. Uh, with mm-hmm. all the kind of brands that we're working with, they were they those brands are like ethical sustainable brands, yeah right? so the company that i worked for their whole ethos was sustainable mm. ethical yeah fashion yeah. slow fashion as well so we only dealt with two fashion cycles so yeah. summer spring and yeah. autumn winter wow yeah and so it seems quite yeah. appropriate to be yeah. in this podcast today because yeah. we're going to be discussing slow, slow fashion. fashion yeah yeah and so sort of ethical fashion yeah is yeah a part of that yeah and, absolutely yeah. so what like what, what what do you think slow fashion means for you like from your lens <laughs> slow fashion yeah uh, well I suppose it depends if you mm. were talking from a consumer or a designer perspective yeah uh, from a consumer's perspective yeah I think slow fashion is not being beholden to the trends yeah. that are sort of littered around fast fashion circles yeah um being considered with any purchases that you 
require maintaining a smaller wardrobe yeah um being more aware of where your garments coming from yeah the, the processes that were you know um the process that were made yep. to create the garment itself yeah and then just the practices of the businesses as well if it's if it's ethical, if they're sustain, if they're um, sourcing from sustainable farms, yeah, or I suppose other sustainable businesses when it comes to textiles, yeah, um, if they're paying fair wages to their employees, yeah, all that. Sort of yeah, stuff. I think fair wages is pretty much kind of like a very key um, point, right? Because I remember in my work, my previous work, I was just sitting um, in my cubicle. And I was talking about how impressed I am with one of the local New Zealand Australian brand, mm-hmm. and the, the my, my colleague goes like, "But there, there's some sort of ranking that comes out every year, like how good." There is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't really clearly re- recall what the ranking she was talking about, but she said that the brand that I was going on about was like rank, was ranked very low. Because even though they charge their customers a lot of money, saying that they are like really good products, yeah, I, but they don't pay fair wages yeah, to their employees. I do know what you mean. Yeah. I don't actually recall what the the, yeah. the ranking yeah. system yeah. was called, but yeah. yeah, there were a couple of local New Zealand yeah. companies that I think were in a bit of a mess last year when yeah. their practices came to the yeah. fore, and it was shown that they didn't actually practice yeah. an ethical yeah um main or they didn't maintain an ethical didn't maintain business. it right and what was shocking was like one of like the brands like it's a fast fashion brand um and they have really cheap stuff but yeah. that in that ranking they were like in the middle they were like higher ah. um with respect to those like brands that actually charge us way more money yeah. so yeah there was it was kind of like yeah we talked about it in my cute yeah, yeah yeah it was a bit of an eye-opener so yeah I reckon that's a very key point um so for me slow fashion because mm-hmm. I mean I don't have like I'm just a consumer mm. I've never been in designing or any like I don't have the background um so for me slow fashion is kind of like a two-part definition mm-hmm. so part one for me is being deliberate about the purchase meaning where is that product coming from and how I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. So around how we are, how I'm buying it, we touched a bit on this in our last um, podcast episode when we talked about how you and I both really questioned the purpose of the thing that we are buying yeah. and how we plan plan our purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and where that item comes from is still a bit new to me. Like mm-hmm. I don't order... Um, cheap clothing items from overseas yeah. anymore I usually go to like my local stores and I buy from there mm-hmm. and so yeah that, that's like that's a part one for me like the process when I buy an item the the amount of thought that goes into planning that purchase and then where I'm going to get that item from yeah and then part two um of the definition for slow fashion for me is that once that item has entered my house my life my closet how much use I'm getting out of that item like that's really key for me yeah um yeah so I use cost per wear and Uh number of wears you actually use an app as well don't you yeah yeah so I use stylebook app Mm -hmm. and the process for me is as soon as I get an item and I've removed the tags I will add an entry into my stylebook app and Stylebook app will take the photo of the item, the cost of that item, 
and then um, in the notes section I'll just add when that item was purchased like what date it is today because mm-hmm. that kind of like gives me a good idea of like how long back was like how old is this like how long yeah. it has been with me um, and so, so that's the process when an item enters into my house it goes in, into, into style book and it sounds like a lot of effort but trust me when you've been using that app for like two years <laughs> in a row <laughs> you recorded like 2,000 items on it you be, it, it's it like becomes, riding a bike yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's exactly right it takes me literally two minutes now to yeah. add my first entry and then every time that I use that item I add a calendar entry Mm-hmm. So then Stylebook automatically like calculates the cost per wear of that item for me. And it also tracks the calendar entries, which yeah. tells me the number of wears, like how many number of wears I've had for that item. Yeah. So I can like look at the Stylebook app at any time and I can look at anything um, and I can look at the cost per wear and the number yeah. of um, wears in I've a, had. In a way, almost yeah. like a game, like how low can I get this outfit Oh yeah, be? exactly. <laughs> so for, for me right now, the standard for number of wears is that I want every item that comes into my house to have between 30 to 50 wears. Yeah. And then when it comes to cost per wear, every item for me, the cost per wear has to get down to two dollars or less mm-hmm. so that is my my motivation like that jacket from zara we talked about last, last week, um, last week. Yeah. that jacket i bought the jacket last month and that jacket is down to ten dollars because i've already worn it ten times yeah yeah i've been wearing it like pretty much every day so like i i need to like before this winter ends like another month probably mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i would have worn it another ten times and then the cost per wear for that item would be like five dollars probably something so yeah and, and i would already have like 20 wears just yeah. in this season yeah it's interesting because there is also a hashtag going on instagram it's uh, hashtag 30 wears and a lot of instagram um, influencers who are more into slow fashion uh-huh. or sustainable fashion they're all following um that trend what is the trend entail? so the trend is um it's pretty much what it says like hashtag 30 verse like you keep on posting pictures of your items that are approaching 30 wears so when you oh, buy okay. something when you buy something you have to wear it 30 times before you discard that item and it is so amazing that a lot like more and more people are joining that trend every day mm. and like a lot of people are like posting pictures of the same items interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like I've, I've i've got another jacket from zara that i bought last year and that jacket is now around 25 years and in this like around around last year when i got that jacket i used to like like i uploaded the first photo then after that i used to feel a bit weird like uploading successive successive photos in the same jacket but now like my mentality has changed so much now I'm like super proud (laughs) to be uploading that photo and I'm like hashtag 25 25th wear hashtag 26th wear yeah 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 yeah. so like for me yeah so so for me slow fashion is like all about like being deliberate about my purchases and then once I get that thing into my house kind of like using it getting mm-hmm. the maximum use out of it not just like discarding it yeah so yeah 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 no do, that's those are great definitions yeah, yeah yeah do you track do you track like no i yeah <laughs> you own very less amount I, of yeah items, i mean though. we touched upon this last week yeah as well like i own a very very small wardrobe as it is and yeah i mean if i did i think some of my items would be in this the the area of like cost per would be in the sense you know because I've worn it so frequently and I've had it for like years and years and years and years yeah so no I don't currently I think it's a great exercise for people that are um just 
getting into the idea of slow fashion because yeah, then you can exactly. actually see the impact yeah. each yeah. garment has on your bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when you spend so much money, like if you're spending $500 on a dress, um, and even though if you mm. own, own less items, I think it's good to have that idea that how much you've used that item yeah, yeah. Um, because one of the things yeah. that I've one of the biggest things that I've learned from using Stylebook and like adding a calendar entry every day is that I am aware of my trends now mm-hmm. so instead of blindly following um, Kardashian trend I'm actually following my own trend like I used to think that I loved prints uh-huh. but the kind of stuff that I buy and the kind of stuff that I actually wear on a daily basis mm. is is plain and neutral so for me like now I don't buy prints at all I just buy neutrals because yeah. that is my trend so yeah I think you become like very aware of what your trends are that's a good point as yeah. well yeah S- seeing yeah. what um you are actually actively In, consuming yeah. yeah cool so I also wanted to give our audience a bit of background around the slow fashion movement because that's kind of like the other thing okay. that's coming up a lot so slow fashion movement is pretty much a revolution against the fast fashion world uh-huh. you know how people consume items like we are consuming fast food like like, like you were saying right the company that you you used to work with mm-hmm. they had like two two fashion cycles two fashion cycles but yeah. the fast fashion brands nowadays like zara h&m fashion. yeah I, it's like a new collection every week hey. they do 52 52 collections like mm. i mean no wonder people are consuming clothes like fast food right 52 collections like pretty much a new trend coming out every week yeah yeah like it's insane it's right pretty insane it is it is pretty insane so yeah so this slow fashion movement is all about saying no to that culture of consuming clothes as fast as food mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. it is it is pretty much in line with like healthy food you know like be aware of where your food comes from and how it's being how, how your body consumes it how yeah. your body feels after once you've consumed it <laughs> so it's, it's pretty much the same approach for kind of like fashion like when it comes to fashion slow down slow down take a like put a pause and think about what you're doing and how much use you're going to get out of it and literally kind of like questioning the value like why you you are doing it yeah yeah so that i think that is pretty much the slow fashion movement and i am glad that we are able to contribute a little bit into kind of like educating our audience and join the slow fashion movement yeah well that was a really great sort of breakdown of the slow fashion movement yeah the intent of it and that's exactly that just yeah consuming less you know yeah consuming less yeah knowing where your garments are coming from exactly Um, so let's talk to our audience around slow fashion versus ethical fashion okay because from what i understand ethical fashion is a part of slow fashion it's not entirely yeah like ethical fashion is a subset of slow fashion like slow fashion is the big umbrella you would hope so yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. Um, so fashion yeah. businesses would be employing some ethical practices yeah in it, but it's not always the case yeah um so did you want us to talk about slow fashion and i think it would be great for you to give us a bit of more background around like how the garments are ethically made like what is ethical fashion yeah so i suppose it depends on the business itself and mm the budget their yeah. own priorities yeah um that they want to have 
in their business. Yeah. But from my history working within the fashion industry, um, the business owner was really focused on making sound business decisions Mm. that were less harmful um, to the environment as possible and treated the workers in a fair way. So we were given a very generous wage. Yeah. And she ensured that even juniors started mm. on a very fair, you know, minimum, wa- well, not yeah. minimum wage, but a minimum wage for the company. Anyway. For the company, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when we outsourced production, yeah. it was always within the local yeah. local environment. So we oh, utilised New yeah. Zealand um, seamstresses yeah. or oh, production cool. houses to... Yeah produce our oh wow our run so you weren't like outsourcing it to countries like india or china no 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 so everything was yeah Yeah. so everything was new zealand made and we ensured that the factory conditions were obviously yeah you know up to the up to the new zealand standards right yeah yeah meeting all those standards yeah um and then sourcing i suppose fabrics from reputable sites yeah or not sites but sources yeah so there's a few uh technical fabric I suppose vendors yep. in yep. New Zealand yep. and every season or yep. before the season they travel yep. around the New Zealand fashion houses to oh, cool. share their wares that they yep. have yep. Um, so I suppose not sourcing the fabrics from yep. impoverished countries where you already yeah. know that yeah. the garments are probably mm. going to be reproduced unethically yeah. um, but the cost is so much more less so yeah. it's just being mindful of where you're purchasing your sort of raw materials yeah, exactly. and then where you're purchasing your services as well Yeah, and then all of that adds up when a garment is actually available for a consumer to buy all of that cost like yeah so unfortunately yeah. like we mentioned in a previous yeah. segment yeah that the costs tend to run high if yeah. you're purchasing from a local new zealand fashion company yeah and um, because there are higher costs you, yeah. you can't compete labor's, to third labor's world country right? yeah, yeah. processes it's just yeah. impossible so um, yeah there was a great explanation of ethical fashion thank you eli um but yeah like I, I appreciate the amount of mm. effort and like the amount of consideration that goes into producing a garment ethically. Yeah. And I would love to be a bit more deliberate about my purchases in the future and spend my money on on buying an ethically produced garment. But not everyone can that is do true. that. Yeah. Like if a if a garment is being ethically produced in New Zealand I'm pretty sure it's not going to be less than 300 or 400 dollars. Pretty be not, rare. It might yeah. be like a headband or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you wonder, right? Like when you walk into David Jones, like a headband is like 250 dollars or something yeah. because it has been ethically produced. And honestly, not everyone can can afford no. that. And I think that's one of the primary reasons why people are still stuck in the fast fashion world. Mm. They think there is no other alternative, but what Eli and I have done is we've created a list mm-hmm. um, of ways that we still practice slow fashion. Yes. Yeah. And let's, With, yeah. Yeah. We're using, I suppose, less resources, I suppose, money. Yeah, money. exactly. Yeah, having less in the kitty. Yeah, mm. exactly. So... Um, we're going to share those things with our audience now. So the number one in our list is 
look after your garments like maintain your clothes Eli yes you have a lot of background <laughs> on that do you want to get into the background yeah yeah so yeah no that's an important part in I suppose living a sustainably slow fashion lifestyle mm-hmm. is to be able to look after your garments in the correct way I know yeah. historically from my own wardrobe as well as mm-hmm. friends and flatmates Sometimes we've had issues with um, not treating our garments in the proper way. Yeah. The thing with slow fashion is that just as a, I suppose a consequence of yeah. following slow fashion, you tend to be a little bit more considerate when exactly. you spend your money. Yeah. And you tend to also purchase, um, I suppose, garments that are of a higher value. Yeah. So in a way, in some ways, that could include... Um, making sure that you're purchasing garments that are composed of natural fibers. Yeah. And depending on the fiber content, mm. they'll have different treatments. Yeah. So, for instance, silks. Yeah. Um, cold wash. Yeah. Don't put it in the washing machine. Yeah. Hand wash. Yeah. Uh, don't leave it out in the sun. Yeah. Um, give it a little bit of a ring yeah. and pop it in between some towels to roll up. Yeah. That's so, a good that's point. the recommended way of. Yeah. Uh, looking after silks yeah and not you know how I this is just an example of how I learned that jeans Mm -hmm. jeans like you can wear a jeans you can have around five to seven wears before you wash a jeans like a jeans that that kind of fabric is pretty strong and you don't need to put your jeans into the washing machine like after every second or third wear like it can go way longer oh yeah so yeah I yeah, I just learned about it recently. <laughs> ah, so were you one of yeah. those that were just washing your jeans? Yeah, I was like washing my jeans. I used to wash, like, I used to get two washes, two wears out of my jeans and then it's going into ah. the, and then my jeans, my jeans were like fading so fast yeah. and I was like, I was going through way more jeans because I was just washing it yeah, it's, it's so fast. Doing yeah. your um, pair of jeans a disservice to exactly. washing it so frequently. So yeah, just yeah. understand how to treat your garments in the proper way. Yeah, yeah. So mm. if I'm planning to get 50 wears out of a, jeans i think i only need maybe like five to ten washes in between those 50 wears also kind of like not everything goes in, into the dryer like a lot of garments have do yes. not tumble dry um, wools so are a big yeah. <laughs> are a big one yeah. do not put your woolen yeah. items in the dryers yeah exactly i have I think I have done that mistake and I've learned it the hard <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. I've, I've put a couple of um, woolen beanies <laughs> into the dryer. Yes. And, and then suddenly they, they're like toddler and beanies. Suddenly, exactly, they're yeah. toddler beanies and I can't use them anymore. Like the pom-poms on <laughs> like the... Yeah, the pom-poms on the beanies are like all gone. Like mm. they've disappeared. Think, um, Molly would like that? Molly's her, her cat. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> She'd probably love that. Yeah, I should try that. Just give it to her now. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah. just the first one though. So we had a few other... Yeah, yeah. So mm. the next one on our list is spend on quality over qu- quantity. So we mm-hmm. talked about this in our last podcast episode as well. Yeah, we Where did. I gave an example of that spending $100 on a top was always such a big deal for me mm. because I was spending $10 on 10 tops. Previously. Previously, which yeah. I was buying from a fast fashion store like Miro or Glessens. Mm. So it was al- always a big deal. Whereas now, spending $100 on a top is not a big deal for me because that's probably the only top that I'm buying this year. Yeah. 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 So spending on quality over quantity. And also like the longevity. Like when you spend on quality, like you were talking about the fabrics, right? Mm. Like long-lasting fabrics. Like 
yeah when you spend on the quality of the fabric and how the garment is made mm. like because you used to be like you used to did you say it was like you used to make handbags uh, yeah well handbags and clothes yeah well, the company of strangers yeah did the finishing yeah finishes actually. so like all of all of that matters right like how you do that part really contributes to the longevity of the item yeah yeah no that's completely yeah. true yeah cool yeah so um moving on number three on our list is learn how to restyle your garment yes this is where you can be a whole bunch of playful with with your items yeah um I suppose I have personal stories yeah. on that regard. Yeah. So when I was a fashion student and when I was younger, yeah. um, I was really into styling myself. I had a lot of fun with it. I yeah. had my own sort of style that I, that I had and um, mm. was really happy just discovering new ways of wearing things. So I don't know, this is going to sound so loopy, I think, to all your listeners. Yeah. But I remember I used to wear like a particular skirt as yep. a cape. Yeah. <laughs> which sounds absolutely ludicrous, but I swear yep. that it was really cute. It yep. was really, really cute. <laughs> and um, I remember wearing like dresses and sort of longer skirts. Yeah. And just using my hair tie, yeah. taking a corner of it, bunching it up and tying it so that it was smaller, that it was shorter yeah. and um, rocking that around campus. Yeah. And it was in the day where blogging was still a thing, Certainly, fashion yeah. blogging was a thing. Yeah. And we had local, I yeah. suppose, um, yeah. style blogs. And yeah. That's my little claim to fame, <laughs> being being captured and popped on the blog um, blog sites and yeah no oh yeah it's just having fun with it you know yeah. not and I taking think, it too seriously. Like people still do it right the fashion yeah. bloggers like five ways to style yeah, a jeans exactly. differently or five ways to style a white tee differently. Yeah. I really like that example that you gave earlier that you had a dress that was like floor length mm. and then you tied it up. And it was like up to your knees. Yeah. So you could wear it both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Just depending on yeah. your mood for the day, yeah. you know, or just wearing tops. Um, we had this discussion earlier back to yeah. front because yeah. I had a really, really lovely cropped jacket yeah. that yeah. was, um, had a deep beanie at the mm. front, which yeah. would have been yeah. hugely imp- inappropriate for the daytime. Yeah. yeah. But I used to switch it around. So the mm. V was at the back and wear like a high-waisted trouser yeah. pant with yeah. it. Or um, a skirt mm. and wore it that way. So. Yeah, no, that's so cool. Uh, one of the very basic examples of restyling your garments is kind of like if you've got a pair of jeans oh. that you don't feel like wearing anymore, just convert it into your shorts. Yeah, like, you can totally do much, that. Yeah, and people just forget about it. I kind of feel like I'm pretty sure everyone knows that <laughs> that you can do that. That you can. But you can adjust, yeah, <laughs> yeah. change but your garments. But people just forget about it, right? It's true. Yeah. yeah, and they just like toss it in rubbish or donated yeah yeah so guys remember there are ways to recycle your yeah. garments look into um, your wardrobe see yeah. if you can inject some new life into it in some yeah. way hemming it I don't yeah know, exactly um, adjusting the the pattern of it oh yeah adding, fit better. adding a lace adding, like adding a lace yeah, adding things yeah. to it yeah mm. um guys go to youtube pinterest they're like number of blog posts number of youtube videos you know where people like old Eli <laughs> are actually still posting um, ways how you can recycle your items. Yeah. Cool. So the next one on our list is to shop local stores. So if you're in New Zealand, mm-hmm. make an effort to shop from stores that are 
owned by Kiwis. Yeah, yeah. If you have, yeah. suppose, enough mm. kitty in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, try to purchase locally owned yeah. companies, locally yeah. made, yeah. you know, garments. Yeah. Um, but for those that aren't, mm. that don't have the resources, yeah. there's a, a lot of marketplaces mm. on online that you can yeah. look into like oh ASOS, yeah absolutely yeah urban outfitters yeah urban outfitters what else yeah. is um wish is that a thing I, I, yeah but occasionally it's yeah. like a chinese i have no idea <laughs> yeah i think i think wish is probably a chinese ah. um i think it's chinese on okay I'm, I'm not quite sure but I don't probably think not it's... ethical fashion then in yeah that yeah regard. no it's not it's not ethical fashion but I, I kind of feel like like our local brands like a local aussie and kiwi brands like just jeans like because i saw a video on youtube about just jeans like just jeans is a fast fashion brand mm. but they have started incorporating ethically made um jeanses like they've got a couple of um, fashion lines that are like those jeans are all oh. ethically made so if you're buying from just jeans go and make an effort to yeah. check out that ethically made ethically produced garment and see if you like it and it's not a big deal spending 30 or 40 dollars extra i mean if it's if it's not a big deal then just go do it i would yeah. totally do it i mean these are all yeah. investments really yeah you know yeah and uh, what i've noticed lately is in the new zealand um, the wellington stores pretty much every store now has ethically produced or sustainably produced garments like mm. they have like They'll they market have tags. as well yeah, yeah yeah i think people are asking for it yeah it's yeah. becoming more of an important yeah. feature of of yeah sort of fashion brands in yeah New exactly. Um, exactly and there's a whole range of yeah you know different types of yeah. brands with different types of prices yeah so you don't have to the likes of Zambezi and Nomdi, yeah, exactly. Karen Walker. Yeah, You've got a another thing thing. <laughs> all black. Yeah. Song girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, guys, yeah, just keep lines. an open eye mm. and look around. If you need to do some Google search, do it. Um, yeah, just 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 make an effort to see to check the tag if that article has been ethically made or not. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, the next one on our list is, this is the exciting one, mm-hmm. and I've got a very exciting story around this, will sound funny, to buy secondhand items or pre-owned items. Okay, what's the story? <laughs> so the story for me is like, I, so you know, like in the last podcast episode, we talked about how I sell all of my stuff, like mm-hmm. I've, I've sold pretty much all of my stuff. Yeah. But the funny thing is, I have never ever owned a pre-owned item. So even though I am on Marketplace all the time selling my own shit, but I never ever buy a secondhand item from someone else. You haven't. No, I haven't. Gotta change that. (laughs) I know I gotta change that. But the biggest biggest reason for that is because I grew up in India, Mm. right? And um, according to our culture, buying or getting a pre-owned item is kind of like bad voodoo yeah um, yeah bad chi i understand yeah. that yeah no we kind of touched on this um just yeah. sort of off the record yeah. earlier yeah. and now my parents culture is exactly the same yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like this is a bad voodoo yeah. attached to owning yeah. pre-loved items because yeah. i yeah, yeah so like and I, I i don't think if people do that in india now like selling their items mm-hmm. like buying secondhand items but like I, I remember the first car that my parents bought was a secondhand car yeah and 
they did like a lot of ceremonies around kind of like purifying that car so that any bad chi or bad voodoo would leave the car yeah. and then it would be safe for my parents to drive so yeah and imagine if you have to do with that like pretty much every item yeah um, yeah that would be a big deal so I don't like I can't re- clearly recall if I've ever owned a pre-owned item what's your mindset these days I think I have changed okay um I would now happily buy a second second hand item but it has taken a very very yeah. long time to erase all of that things that I actually grew up with like I was hardwired to believe that pre-owned second hand item is bad voodoo yeah so it has taken a really long time for me to unlearn that and now I'm comfortable owning pre-owned items yeah <laughs> you but you you do you do buy like you do check thrift stores and vintage shops and yeah I mean I don't really purchase too much, but I do like Mm. window shopping. I think for me, it's just about collecting research. So maybe I have an idea that I'd want to purchase something in the future. Um, And I certainly don't make any decisions Mm. like, you you know, the day before the the weekend. I would just rush out and grab an item. But yeah, Yeah. just part of research, just seeing what's out there. And I think my preference is just to buy secondhand because... I don't know. I don't really want to contribute. Yeah, to consuming. Yeah, consuming that production, more, right? Yeah, mm. exactly. Because you did told me told me that your Acne Studio boots were from Trade Me, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw some. Yeah, well, which I was really stoked with. But yeah, I mean, it's just occasionally looking up on yeah. those sort of sites like yeah. Trade Me. I think yeah. there's probably a Facebook marketplace. I don't have a Facebook. Oh yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Can never yeah, no, loiter I'm, around there. But. I'm probably the best person to talk about Facebook yeah, marketplace. I've be, yeah. sold. I've sold so much shit on Facebook Marketplace this year. Ah. Like I've made like three thousand dollars, more yeah. than three thousand dollars. I've I've stopped counting now because it's yeah. kind of like becoming a bit pedantic. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, Facebook Marketplace is kind of like a big spot where yeah. people can sell or buy secondhand items. Do they do exchanges as well? Can you just exchange? Yeah, I yeah. Think so. I think I think some some groups do exchange. Like there is a group, there's there's a local group for mm-hmm. where I live. They do like a swap. Like okay. You can exchange or swap. Neat. Um, I've I've never done that, but I do sell a lot of stuff. Yeah. and I have made a lot of money. But I have been like I've been wanting to buy a new skirt lately, and for the first time ever in my life, <laughs> I actually have been checking out marketplace as well to see if there is a nice piece that someone. Maybe that'd be your first acquisition. I know. Like secondhand. Yeah, 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 that would be cool. So yeah, guys, like I know um, anyone who is not from an Indian background (laughs) or from an Asian Asian background background. will probably be already doing that. But if you're like me and Eli and you believe in like bad voodoo, kind of like with pre-owned items. Yeah, not now, not now, obviously, but yeah, growing up with that. Yeah, yeah, but um, if 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 you still believe that, then might be good to make be a bit more conscious about it and question why you think think like that mm. and try to change it. Mm. Like give it a try. Absolutely. Like maybe buy a pre-owned, pre-owned item and see mm. if you feel anything weird mm. around it. But alongside <laughs> all those marketplaces, yeah, thrift stores. Yeah, thrift stores. Yeah. Oh, Wellington has like so many. Well, yes. Yeah, Recycle yeah. Boutique, right? Like Wellington has so many thrift stores. Mm. Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and like, like you said, like when you buy a pre-owned item, you are not you are practicing slow fashion. Mm. Like when you do not buy it from a retailer, from a shop, and you buy it from a person who's already used it, you are cutting off that that production. Yeah, well, I yeah. suppose it's like, yeah, you're just not being involved in that yeah. whole 
part of the consumer lifestyle. I suppose yeah, for exactly. the same reasons someone might be a vegetarian. They just don't want to be part of, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. The so guys, of animals, yeah. Yeah, make an effort to shop from your local stores mm-hmm. and buy second-hand items, yes. pre-owned items, vintage thrifted stores. Um, the next one on our list is learn how to mend your own clothes. <laughs> and this is, again, kind of like a bit of... Um, background like cultural background for me because ah, like um yeah so for like my mom actually taught me how to sew ah. so i actually hand like, sewing yeah yeah yep. hand sewing so i actually like since i was a kid i knew how to like sew my um garments and everything mm. so and i still do it right now ah, and good. i have so many pieces that i could have just donated or thrown out because like if I didn't know how to fix them but just because my mom taught me how to fix my own clothes from a very young age like now today I'm super grateful yeah because it was interesting when I was in India because like if something breaks something needs to be meant something needs to be meant Mm -hmm. you go there is someone to do it because labor is very cheap in India so there is someone you give them like 50 rupees and they will fix it for you and it literally means, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But then I moved to New Zealand and I wanted one of my dresses to be fixed. And I took it to the tailor. And, and suddenly it was a bigger like, deal, hey? It was 80 <laughs> fucking dollars. I was yeah. like, holy shit. And I was like, no, no way. That dress is like $90 and I'm going to give $80 just to fix that dress. Like, no fucking way. I'm spending that much money. Mm-hmm. So I waited till I went back home went back home um gave it to my mom she gave it to her tailor and then he fixed it and i think that was the point when i realized that this is stupid <laughs> like just learn yeah this. i could just learn and then since then i've been fixing all of my garments yeah so yeah like learning how to fix your own garments like seriously like sewing and um fixing your own zippers because like zippers like zippers breaking is a very common um common thing that yeah. happens and honestly it's like yeah. one of the easiest ways yeah. to sustainably live a slow fashion lifestyle yeah just mend, yeah. learning how to mend your clothes it's not difficult to learn how to use a domestic sewer yeah as well if you you know wanted yeah. something a little bit more cleaner than just hand yeah. sewing would give you yeah yeah also um one of my long-term goals is learn how to knit Ah, yeah. <laughs> I used to have that until I started. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like all the girls grow up learning how to knit. Mm-hmm. At least in my culture, all girls grow up learning how to knit. Like learning how to knit. See, is I didn't know that about things. Indian culture. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that knitting I think was, I was a me and my sister hobby. Were the, yeah, me and my sister were the only ones who actually never attempted to knit. Okay. But I know my my mum used to knit all of her sweaters, and okay. she also had like a knitting machine, which was like super complex. But like she used to make sweaters out of it. Like, like a, a domestic knitting machine. Yeah, yeah, like a domestic knitting machine. Like cool. she used to do that. Like she would sit out in the sun ah, with her machine and, then, and she would just like keep on yeah. going and you could also like make decent money out of it like you, if you sell it you can kind of mm. like make decent money out of it so one of my long-term plans if i ever have kids is to <laughs> start knitting their blankets ah, <laughs> yeah yeah you'll have be, nine months as well i know i'll have nine months to, <laughs> to care, learn so, and perfect so it. i can do that yeah but one of my long-term plans is to learn how to make <laughs> our own clothes and ah. knitting is a really easy way yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know if i'd it. i'd recommend i wouldn't i don't know if i'd recommend it as like a like a actual thing like from now on yeah. just make your own clothes because yeah, oh, nah, it takes so much time no, but yeah no but, but but knitting is fun right it is, so yeah. yeah kudos yeah. to anyone who is 
already like knitting and already making their own beanies or socks or sweaters <laughs> you know like kudos to you people it's like one of my long term goals okay so the very last one mm-hmm. on our list is to shop your own closet like we all own so much stuff except Eli <laughs> we all i mean pretty much everyone that i know because literally i don't know anyone else who owns like who owns only 50 50 items in their closet i'm pretty sure everyone else and i'm talking to all who's listening to us owns way more than 100 items in their closet and the best way is to go through periods where you do not purchase anything new and you just use your own the items that you have in your closet and a very good way to do that is capsule wardrobe mm. so capsule wardrobe has been catching up like i think over the last two years like it became really famous in 2018 mm. like all the big people or the big things we're talking about capsule mm. wardrobe so can you let it the I suppose the listeners know what exactly is a capsule wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, with pleasure. So capsule wardrobe is more kind of like around the seasons, so like spring summer. Um if you have say you've got 100 items in your closet, in your entire closet, so you're going to choose 30 items out of those 100 items that would fit the spring summer um, season. season. And then for the next 3 months while you go through your spring summer season you only rotate between those 30 items and then once the spring season spring summer season is done and you're moving into your autumn winter autumn winter you pull out another 30 items and you go through them and you pack the 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 your, previous seasons the previous seasons yeah. now some of the basic like some of some of the basics like a white tee a neutral um, pair of jeans yeah. will actually kind of like stay will still stay in your closet. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 but I think it's a really good way of making sure that you are using all the items in your closet. Like I actually do that. Yeah. Like right now I've got maybe around only 30 items or maybe 35 items mm, in and my in my winter. Them. Yeah, in my winter and I'm just like recycling through them and also because I'm pedantic about um jotting down my cost per wear mm. <laughs> and tracking my number of wears every day it's a really good way to bring your number of wears um up and your cost per wear down yeah that is actually a really handy way to do so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean if you are, if you guys are into capsule wardrobe maybe at some stage we will do another episode on capsule wardrobe mm. um also there are like so many youtube videos on capsule wardrobe if you want to learn a bit more about it go over to youtube and just type in capsule wardrobe yeah. and you'll have like gazillion um hits for it also there's another um hashtag that's going around not quite hashtag but um it's called project 333 So uh-huh. project 333 is I think it's like owning 33 items only and then maybe wearing it for 3 months if I'm I may be wrong here but I know like 333 the first two threes are for owning only 33 items. Ah uh, okay. And then yeah. the other three. And must, then yeah, the yeah. other three is probably, probably for, like for like 3 months. Yeah. So you only wear 33 items for 3 months and you leave you don't touch anything else in your closet. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, now that we're halfway, are we halfway through winter or approaching oh, halfway are, through we are, winter? Yeah, we are pretty much, yeah. We're like, I think yeah. we're moving into spring now. Okay. Yeah. That gives you just enough time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. To, to, to have a think about it, yeah, right? Yeah, to the 3D3. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I'm going to be kind of like swapping my spring, summer, like, yeah, getting rid of my winter or um, capsule wardrobe and Jesus. bringing in my spring, summer and my wardrobe very yeah. soon. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> even now, <laughs> 
living in winter it's yeah. been a crazy yeah. crazy season it almost feels like a summer already yeah yeah, yeah. it does yeah no absolutely yeah. um so yeah guys um have a play around with capsule wardrobe you know like mm-hmm. you don't really need to follow someone else's room rule like if you have like 20 items that you love the most and you find yourself wearing them all the time then why not just have those 20 items pack everything away yeah and if you start missing any of the items that you've packed away then maybe just pull it out and increase your number to 21 yeah so just have a play around with it and the biggest thing that i've found out found out by practicing a capsule wardrobe over the last year is that i've come to know like i'm more aware of my trends now uh-huh. so because i work in tech um i usually like don't do prints at all mm-hmm. like i just wear neutrals like I'm usually in black or gray or white on Fridays. Yeah. So that is one of the trends that I've noticed since I've started practicing capsule wardrobe. So yeah, um, for, for me, it has been very empowering when it comes to like informed decision making about yeah. where I'm spending my money. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so let's wrap up this tips section. I think that's a lot of food for thought for our listeners to incorporate slow fashion mm-hmm. into their daily lives. Now... We are going to tell you guys five fashion-related items that we don't buy anymore. Like, these are the items that we used to be a bit, kind of like, I used to be at least, I used to be a bit crazy about in my, like, early (laughs) 20s or even in, like, my mid-20s. But over the last two or three years, I've, like, totally grown out of them. And um, when when, when we go through these items, you can tell that they reflect the fast fashion trends. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) I suppose, I mean, these are great. So these were initially Cammy's. Yeah. Um, sort of thoughts on 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 things that she yeah. doesn't buy anymore. But no, I echo a lot of them as well. Yeah, so. and I'm pretty sure everyone okay. will. Like every mm. everyone listening will relate a lot. And sometimes you just need someone to tell you that yes, that is fucking stupid. Don't do it. Don't waste your money. <laughs> so I'm hoping after we go through these items, you can relate, and that gives you the approval to not spend your money on these items anymore. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. So the number one on our list is stilettos. Yes, or high pumps. Yeah, wedges, high pumps. Like shoes. anything above four, four inch for me is like super high. Like I literally can't wear it. Yeah. Anything above four inch. Yeah. Um. So for me, like in my early twenties and my mid twenties, I spent so much money on on stilettos. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows it's fucking hard to walk in them. Like no one can walk in stilettos. They're only for runways. Yeah, yeah. I do not I know. I think I only know one friend of mine. There's which, a time and like, place, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is a time and place. And because I work in tech, <laughs> tech is not the time and place <laughs> to be wearing a stiletto. And literally no one, no one wears it. Like I've been in tech for 10 years now. I've never seen anyone walking down a cubicle in stilettos. <laughs> Okay. And, yeah. Yeah, and I would I would buy stilettos, and I literally couldn't wear them to work, and then I would save them for years and years, hoping that there's gonna be someone's wedding, and then I get to wear With them. Him. Yeah, yeah. So earlier this year, I got rid of all of my cool. stilettos. And if you wanted, I suppose you could just rent. Exactly. Or yeah, you can buy, buy purchase purchase because they are they are cheap. Like you can buy them for cheap yeah even though they won't last but they will serve you the purpose of when mm. you need them like if you need them for a wedding you can just, exactly because yeah. realistically how like the shoes are not the first you know feature of a person yep. that you see yeah you know? exactly it's, yeah i know i mean stilettos look bomb they look dope 
but might you can't walk in them no. unless you're like a professional model no one can walk in them so now i do not spend like i promise myself i'm never going to spend any dollar on stilettos i'm comfortable wearing my platform and my wedges and that's what pretty much i wear right now because they are easy to walk in yeah yeah sensible yeah so you don't wear any stilettos i'm assuming no i never really was a stiletto girl i used to wear just like platforms yeah so just shoes high yeah shoes with heels that were thicker yeah yeah not not so much thin yeah um but no it's been years since since my last purchase of sort of those types (laughs) of shoes cool but a second one yeah the second one on my list is um so for me this has been quite a lifelong struggle (laughs) i think i've just figured out that so i i used to have like 50 handbags um, at the start of this year and my 50 handbags varied across like all sizes like from wallets to like mini kind of like sling bags on the sides to like normal handbags and then to massive big laptop clutches. bags clutches yeah. clutches so i used to have like every size and shape there yeah. is out in the market 50 like 50 for one person is just freaking insane but then i realized and i've known this for a quite quite some time that the only practical use i have out of a handbag is to carry my 15 inch laptop mm. at work so last year i decided to wear to spend decent amount of money on buying a proper laptop bag mm-hmm. and honest to god like this year since i bought this bag since i bought that laptop bag i've been using it on repeat pretty much every time yeah like you didn't even touch the other ones yeah i haven't even touched the other yeah. one so now i've sold half of it so i used to have 50 at the start of air now i'm down to like 20 yeah i still have a lot of pieces that are like pointless i don't have any use out of them mm-hmm. uh, but it's just like it's they're a bit sentimental yeah so it's a bit hard to let go so that was about yeah. just personal purchases really yeah exactly. knowing you're the the requirements you need which yeah. was a laptop bag yeah exactly yeah yeah so and for me yeah with that yeah in mind yeah yeah so and not like, just purchasing the next trendy next sling trendy bag, sling bag. like mm. i actually ended up you know like how the ring bags were becoming a bit famous earlier this year yes. like every you know, <laughs> they had those cage Chloe? wooden bags yeah as well. yeah oh yeah cage wooden bags it doesn't make any sense it doesn't like, <laughs> or pvc <laughs> bags that are completely clear so <laughs> you, everyone can see what's inside oh my gosh thanks for bringing that up I'm, I'm, <laughs> every time i look at those wooden bags that have a ring on it or the pvc bags i'm like what the fuck man? i know <laughs> like, like why would you spend your dollars on something that's stupid fashion can be a bit funny no one no one wants to see what's inside your handbag mate just yeah just buy, buy a decent bag and just be with it you know yeah. and i think yeah I'm, I'm glad i've realized that at the age of 30 that i don't <laughs> need 50 handbags or even 20 handbags for the same reason yeah really I, just I just need one handbag that is big enough to fit my laptop, my lunch, my makeup pouch, and a couple of devices, and that is it. Mm. Um, I'm good as gold and good to go. (laughs) So yeah, guys, if you spend, if you're still spending million sorry uh, hundreds of dollars on like pointless bags that don't serve you any purpose stop doing it. Yeah, maybe sell (laughs) yeah a vast majority of those before you can. I don't know when before you know until you're ready. And yeah. um, take that money that you've yeah. you know, saved selling yeah. those items and maybe invest it in oh, your yeah. OG 
OG bag. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because we were talking about handbag last week, right? Um, after we finished recording our first episode, and mm. I was saying that I am, I'm probably when I go to states again, I'm probably gonna buy another solid, good handbag, like a laptop handbag. They can fit my laptop because yeah. I've been using the Michael Korsman all this year, and I think I need two at least mm. for the next year because like now that is now down to fifty wears. Yeah. So and we're talking about Tory Burch, so mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna kind of like bite the bullet and probably yeah. spend five hundred dollars so just- on a solid laptop. Tory Burch handbag which yeah. will last me for like another 10 years um, but I'll get so much use out of it because I can wear it non-stop yeah. every day yeah 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 no I mean, yeah it makes sense yeah and all like all the 30 handbags that I've sold this year like I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna use that money exactly to buy my next practical um, handbag and the cost per use for that handbag will be mm, exactly much more less than way, any way single more less. one of those 30 bags that you just yeah, sold exactly like i told you right like michael gross told was like 350 dollars right and i've already had 50 wears out of it more yeah. than 50 wears like the cost per wear for that michael gross toad is now like around five dollars or six dollars and mm. i've still got another five months to go yeah um so yeah that's amazing right like yeah. i'm pretty sure i'll get like 100 wears out of my 350 dollar um bag and then, and, and if I if I decide to sell it, the resale value for the bag is gonna be still pretty high. Yeah. So that's I think that's a really good way of practicing slow fashion, right? So you buy a nice piece of item, you spend some money mm-hmm. on a solid solid item, mm-hmm. get the maximum use out of it, and if it's still in a good condition, you sell it. Yeah, you can recoup. Yeah, a good portion of it, not all, yeah. obviously, but yeah. yeah, a good portion. Yeah. For your next investment. Yeah, exactly. Next for, handbag. For, for my next next handbag. Yeah. Um, moving on. The mm-hmm. next one in our list is any shimmery makeup. So any <laughs> any makeup products that have got a shimmer. Or maybe trend driven makeup. Yeah, trend, I know there's like trend a driven. blue craze. At the, I don't know. I see yeah. a lot of people wearing yeah. blue. Yeah. Eyeshadow. So yeah, blue eyeshadows. Um, yeah. T- uh, there was like a thing going on where i think is wasn't it like kim kardashian who made like highlighting and bronzing like really famous and i like i have to say um and i'm not proud of my weak movements but um i had a go at like trying to learn how to Ah. use bronzer and highlighter and then i kind of learned that i literally don't need highlighter because i've i've got a massive big face (laughs) and i've got really high cheekbones and Mate, I work in tech. Like, I sit in a cubicle. Yeah. I've been been sitting in a cubicle for the last 10 years. Yeah. I really don't need a highlighter on my (laughs) cheekbones. Like, I'm not a runway model. Mm. uh, And I'm not going to weddings every month. So there is no point of me owning a shimmery highlighter or a shimmery bronzer. It is so funny, right? I kind of feel like I'm still the only, like, among the only two or three person on my floor that actually wears makeup. Like, no one in tech mm. really really wears makeup, you know? Like, everyone is just plain. Um, I think people just put on foundation and there is a yeah. foundation yeah. And, a, and a lipstick. Like, I've never seen anyone in my, like, in my, on my floor across several companies. We're not just talking about, like, my current company. Mm-hmm. Across, like, last five or six companies. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone, even putting on red lipstick. Like, if, if anyone in tech puts on a red lipstick, like, there's the odd one out like everyone's looking at them yeah so yeah like i i used to own a red lipstick uh-huh and it just sat in my sat in my um closet and that's it like i never used it and then after five years it expired and i had to throw it out <laughs> like i know some people can pull it off but 
honestly why did you purchase nah. that red lippy in oh, the first instance? it's just like because everyone's size you should have a red lipstick ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and um yeah i i have to say though like i've spent so much money on like shimmery eyeshadows as well and then I re- then then I learned that I have hooded yeah. hooded eyes. I suppose I don't need shimmery yeah. eyeshadows. Because the crux of this is yeah. just to understand what your lifestyle is, exactly, and then make sure that the purchases are going to work within your lifestyle. Yeah, like yeah, Cammy was to, saying, how yeah. no lady in tech is wearing wears makeup. Yeah. So obviously there, <laughs> there's no reason for yeah. More, yeah. Exactly. So, like, I, I still buy makeup, but all of my makeup now is, like, matte. Mm. Like, I don't buy any anything shimmery. Like, yeah, anything that attracts more um, kind of, like, light on my face is, like, a big no-no for me. Okay. So, yeah, like, it doesn't literally have any practical um, use, use for yeah. me. So, I don't yeah. buy it. Even, but like, when it comes to lipsticks, I don't play around with a lot of lipsticks anymore. Like, I just have my couple of go-to shades of pink. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is it like I don't play around with like nude lipsticks or kind of like um, liquid lipsticks now like that uh. doesn't like it's it's not practical guys just don't get sucked into stupid trends yeah that works for a certain makeup artist it works for them because they're a makeup artist and they do videos all day long on YouTube yeah not for someone like me yeah. <laughs> who, yeah, yeah. who just like sits in the car goes to work goes to supermarket takes a dog for work walk and that's it mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah yeah so use your use your moral compass and kind of like value how much practical use you're gonna get out of this exactly thing right, you know yeah. that yeah. is it before you go spend your money um so the next one on my list is printed fabric that's a pretty good one yeah yeah, yeah do yeah, you yeah. do you wear princey line no i actually you and, and, and with the exception of athleisure or athletic wear yeah, yeah. i'm all in black I don't know. Is that kind of yeah, derivative? Yeah, I think I've always seen you in black. I'm always I in black. I yeah, I don't think I've even ever seen you in pink or like green. No, yeah, I don't girl, know. Like, I mean, yeah. I sometimes I have like a yellow top, mm. <laughs> but yeah. that's yeah, um, yeah, just a, like a running top. Yeah, but no, otherwise I'm just solely in black. I kind of have fun with yeah. my athletic wear. Yeah, but no, I tend to stay away from prints. Yeah, it's just yeah, the yeah. aesthetic. Oh, that's cool. That I'm comfortable um, in. And I've actually noticed that like people in New Zealand don't wear print a lot like oh, I usually see I usually see people in more kind of like neutrals yeah um and I think it also kind of like reflects the culture that we come from so like for me Indian culture like uh-huh. when I used to live in India back in 2011 2012 yeah um until that and I like I grew up in India right so print is a big deal like everyone <laughs> wears a print and I think Gosh, it's, 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 a, it's a reflection of how um kind of like exciting our culture is yeah like it's like full of colors right like reflecting the food we eat like our food is always colorful so our clothes always have to be colorful yeah um and i remember people even in tech when i used to work back in india people even in tech would turn up in like bright colors and it was totally okay Mm. whereas then when i moved to new zealand like no one wears print and over the last two years like i've literally reduced down like i don't have I think I only have like a couple of pieces uh, that are printed. Yeah. I've like I found that I'm way more comfortable wearing neutrals to work. So uh-huh. I don't I don't spend any money on prints. And also when it comes to prints, it's yeah. kinda like a good print. Like most of the prints I feel are like cheap prints. What do you mean? So cheap print is like it's kinda like it's not a cute print. It's just like someone just put it put it 
through like a word out yeah 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 like it's it's it hasn't been thought well okay like it's it had like there wasn't much consideration that went into that print and i think that's why sometimes it can be really hard to pull off prints because not oh, okay. all prints are like equal equal right yeah yeah, yeah exactly so yeah so because i realized that most of the prints that i had in my wardrobe mm. like i wasn't using them because they didn't make sense and they were like yeah. really cheap prints also yeah. prints you can only really print on synthetic fabrics yeah. as well yeah which is not the most well it is hard wearing it's hard to wear it, it it's hard to wear it yeah but the the longevity mm. of the garment usually yeah. is not it's as not great. very long yeah. yeah exactly and also if i did manage to find a good print or a decent print chances are especially in wellington someone else is wearing that print as well mm-hmm. like it has literally happened to me i bought a really nice print from a good store and then i wore it to work and I, then i found like this girl in like in third cubicle down is yeah. wearing the exact same print my that was embarrassing <laughs> you could do that um what's her name she was that lead actress in ring girls and there was that scene where she oh, walked yeah, into yeah. the all, school yeah. and she she stumbled upon the girl wearing the same yeah, same, same, same top yeah, yeah and she ended up just turning it inside out and rocking it you should have just turned it inside out <laughs> that is a big problem in 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 Wellington that I've noticed because the Wellington is like so tiny and there are only like a handful of stores yeah and everyone has like pretty much our like our go-to stores are like all the same yeah. so people buying the same stuff and we see people wearing yeah. same clothes all the time but again the point is when it comes to neutral like if that girl was wearing a plain black t-shirt and if I'm wearing a plain black t-shirt it isn't a big deal yeah. at all also yeah just so it's actually not a huge deal I don't think so it's a huge deal no it, it's not nah. a huge deal at all like today I'm way more comfortable looking like someone else like I'm absolutely fine with it yeah. like my clothes don't define who I am or my style mm. like I have evolved definitely but I think like for me prints are hard to pull mm. and neutrals are way easier like neutrals go with everything yeah. so I, if, if I'm spending a lot of money I would spend that money on a solid black t-shirt yeah. or a solid white t-shirt and also if you've made the commitment yeah. to live with a yeah. smaller wardrobe then yeah. neutrals makes a whole bunch of sense because it's go just going to match right? so much easier yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 cool um the next one second last on my list is hair hair accessories so Hair accessories is a big one for me. Like, um, I oh. I've spent so much money. Do you mean like headbands? Yeah, headbands and like all clips? these um weird, you know, like clips. Fasteners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to own a ton of them. Like, I still have a lot of them oh. that I've. Yeah, I don't. But you'd why. wear like, you mean fasteners, not at the races. Just yeah, it's kind of like all kind of stuff like I can show you my box like, okay. I, I don't even know what they're called we'll have a look after this but yeah 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 but it's just like I just buy them because everyone else is buying them okay. but then they enter my house and I never use them and for the last two years I've, I've had like short hair mm-hmm. so and I don't even tie my hair anymore yeah. like I just use a hair tie and that's it like I don't use anything else so like it's it's shocking for me that I used to own so much amount of hair accessories <laughs> kind of like it's totally pointless yeah. so I, I know seriously like and I think a lot of people still do but literally there is but no, for you you have yeah yeah that's and one of the I, things I think, you've I think for pretty much everyone there is no practical use of owning 10 hair accessories you are fine with owning some bobby pins and some plain Plain hair ties yeah 
some plain hair ties, and that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like there is, I, I don't see any use. Yeah. yeah. And you can always get creative with just your bobby yeah. pins and your hair ties. Yeah. I mean, you can have a couple of scrunchies, but that's it. Like mm. you don't need a ton of hair accessories. Yeah, like something that helps you keep your bun at the top of your oh, head. Oh, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean now. That kind of stuff, you know. Like I even have something that helps me actually create a French braid. And literally, like, that's probably the hardest thing to use. <laughs> so, yeah, like, all of these stupid things, you know? Ah, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean now. Yeah, there was yeah. that huge craze with, like, those, those yeah. I don't know what they are, spongy, donut, <laughs> here. Yeah. I things. think it was a thing probably two or three years ago. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's a big thing now. Mm. Like, everyone's, good. like, I think it's way more normal for people to wear short hair now. Mm. Like, okay. everyone's wearing short hair, so no one gives a shit about all those things now. Mm. So, um. I'm totally glad about it, but I'm like, listen, learn, Cammy. Yeah, <laughs> no, no longer. Point. No longer. And the last one in my list is statement jewelry. I kind of like mine. I still have like 130 pieces of jewelry. <laughs> so you know how statement jewelry, like wearing big pieces, mm-hmm. was a real tra- trend, I think, till 2017. Mm-hmm. And I went absolute mm-hmm. nuts. And I just like bought so many $5, 10 um statement jewelry pieces ah. from like from from india from states from new zealand <laughs> yeah 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 just, just freaking crazy i collected them from pretty much everywhere and <laughs> honestly it, it, it literally was a trend and it went out it just li- literally went out in a split second yeah. right like i don't think like 2018 was all about dainty jewelry mm-hmm. and then i started buying t- dainty jewelry and i've learned that in the long run i am happy wearing a tiny piece on my neck yeah like those big pieces it doesn't make sense yeah yeah and the point is that i haven't even been able to sell any of those big statement jewelry pieces because no one wants to buy them yeah so i think it's like thousands of dollars just like i'll just have to donate it like i've been holding on to them hoping that someone's gonna buy it Mm -hmm. but i've been renewing my post and marketplace and no one wants to buy it so that's i think that's like the dumbest purchase i've ever done in my life like spending so much money on like statement jewelry pieces yeah 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 Yeah, and i think when it comes to trends like i think we were talking about this earlier afternoon right when it comes to trends that are like big and bold it always makes sense to start small yeah yeah, we we, we were talking about the color neon right like neon is becoming like everyone's trying to get on the neon trend right now like people are trying to buy neon tops neon pants neon shoes Mm -hmm. but my does it really make sense though like you cannot wear neon to work i don't i've not seen anyone ever wearing neon to work in the 20 years of my life Mm. you can't work neon neon to work so maybe yeah well we're gonna yeah yeah. i mean we were talking about if you wanted Mm. to sample you know the trends whatever they are Mm. currently apparently Mm. it's neon um maybe i don't know you could i'm sure there's many discounts maybe just a hairband yeah well i was gonna suggest like there's Mm. a whole bunch of discount stores one two dollar shops yeah i'm sure they have like neon nail polish yeah exactly you know you you can start small yeah you can involve the trend in other ways that don't cost a huge bunch yeah, um, exactly right? but allows you to have fun with whatever's yeah. going on and then if you're really digging it, it then done. grow it out right yeah, yeah 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 like leopard print for me was one of the things that i was like totally against and i really didn't know mm-hmm. i thought it was a massive waste of money but then so i started small like my first pair like first thing that i owned in leopard print was my um, my shoes like uh, my flats yeah and um and it was a certain um certain pattern in, in 
in the leopard print it was not just kind of like any leopard print like it took me a really long time to find one leopard print that i could wear but then again i started with shoes Oh, and okay. once I knew I was happy with the shoes, then I bought a scarf, a leopard print scarf. Because <laughs> the scarf is like, if I don't like it, mate, like, I'm just going to take it off. Yeah. And then the scarf suited a lot. So then I actually went ahead and bought a jumper in leopard print. Wow, that's a big I know, step. that's like a big ball. <laughs> but it was like, I actually didn't even buy it. Like my partner gifted it to me. Okay. But I actually really love it. And yeah, I've been yeah, wearing yeah. it pretty much every every week all this winter. Ah. But that's one of the examples where like, mm. if you if you are not comfortable about the trend, if it's big and bold, don't just like jump into it. Start mm. small. Start with a nail polish, like you were saying. Yeah. Or maybe start with like, shoes flats you know like um, like i did so mm. yeah that's a more sensible and pragmatic approach to like building up to a trend so yeah there was pretty much all i had in my list but i think there was a lot of items that everyone can relate to yeah 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 because i had yeah. a think and mine were mm. very very similar yeah. yeah i actually call them dumb purchases because <laughs> they're like dumb purchases like they were like, uh. they were like 100 percent <laughs> dumb purchases for me Hey, we cool. but we made them so that maybe you guys won't yeah you guys won't you guys don't need to spend your <laughs> money or, or next time a big trend because you know how um the clips are coming back the big white oh, tech clips yeah. i think kendall jenner started wearing it oh, I don't um, know. I don't and know. now everyone's wearing it and i used to own so much of them because they were famous back in 2010, 2011, because I remember owning a lot of them. <laughs> and I still had them till last year, and I donated all of them ah. to Salvation Army. And then come this year, Kendall Jenner started the trend again, and everyone's wearing it. But I'm pretty sure it's not practical, because they're like big. They're pretty big, yeah. and most of them are like white. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, like, I don't, I don't see that trend sticking around. I mean, it will, it will probably go back and then come back again in like next 10 years. But I'm like, I'm not going to waste my money this time. Yeah, just just <laughs> learn from your mistakes. Yeah. And also just rock your own yeah. sort of aesthetic, you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. fashion is fun, but it's not the be all and end all of exactly of I don't know yeah. of how um, a person is. You yeah. know, it's just their exterior. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just about having fun. Cool. Awesome. Uh, uh, guys we hope you really enjoyed this podcast episode it has been a really long one um (laughs) but we really hope like you can relate on a lot of topics that we discussed we would love for you to give us some feedback if you Mm -hmm. like it give us some ratings on the podcast and we will leave a lot of show notes for the links that you can find for the blog and the youtube channels that i was talking about just check out show notes so yeah we'll talk to you next week again till then bye guys bye bye